Where are you going? I've got to return some videotapes. What's going on? Welcome back to the video store. This is Late Fees, a podcast where we run your favorite filmmakers and films through the gauntlet to determine whether it still checks out or whether it's time to put that shit back on the shelf. I am your host, Justin Davis, and I also have my co-host with me, Eric Abris, Pat Barut, Pafifi. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't like to call you by your first and last name. <laughs> you're, you're Pafifi. And Wesley Caldwell. What's going on, guys? Hello. I am suffering. Why are you suffering? I please? have never done. This is not a joke. Oh, I no. I did more research for this episode. You should have. Than I have for anything since the SAT. It's not a joke. I did more research for this than I can fucking remember doing. And that says a lot. Um, have you told them what this is about yet? Can we spoil it? Oh, of course. Oh, I mean, okay. they're gonna see the the they the, see the, the, title. the art on the. <laughs> This is not VHS. This is not like the old porn tapes. How does the movie. internet work? <laughs> <laughs> Forgot where I was for a second. We we have been scheduling out the remainder of our year for this show. Absolutely. So I have a little bit of oatmeal brain, and I forget like, what we can talk about <laughs> and what we can, even if we're doing it in real time. Well we, 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 well, we can talk about the fact that Late Fees, of course, is a podcast where we talk about all of our favorite stuff. And for the rest of the year, we have finally kind of scheduled out everything. We did it right before this episode And some started. things we don't like. And, and, some things, and some things we don't like. And we, we are, like, privy to actually tell you guys a little bit of the schedule now. And, and one thing that's great about this show and, you know, these wonderful people that, you know, that I work with and we're all friends is that we all <laughs> kind of agree with everything that we're saying. So I'm, I think that it's, it's cool to say that for the month of September, you can expect this episode and you can expect another episode coming on the 21st about something else that has to do with this. So tonight's ep- or today's episode is about the Predator series. Mm-hmm. And on the 21st, we'll be talking about Shane Black, the actual person who kind of concocted the Predator uh, universe, so to speak. And we'll be putting out the new a new movie uh, a week after a new Predator movie. this comes out. Yeah, and we'll be putting out a new, of course. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, again, everything lines up. Everything has it has its uh, has its place, and I'm glad that we'll, we're able to kind of tie into this new movie. Yeah, because Shane Black was in the original as one of the uh, the mercenaries who gets sent to Central America. Uh, by he didn't write it though, right? No, he did not. He, didn't he write did not it, write it. Right? Um, well, I mean, like, but he was a part. He was a part of it. Yeah, yeah he, he was a part of it. And you know, he was sort of being um, uh, incubated by uh, Joel Silver in the '80s to like sort of become this. Pr- pr- prodigious son of uh, action um, of action movies of the 80s. He would go on to write Lethal Weapon and and uh, Last Action Hero and Last Boy Scout. And um, yeah. Great, great use of Incubated. It's really, <laughs> it's very on theme for tonight. Yeah, it, it truly is. was one of the movies that we'll, we'll be yeah. talking about. Fantastic but, film. But it is cool that he started out as, you know, as an unrecognizable tertiary character in the original, you know, this sort of tough and gruff um, hitman, or, you know, Merc, Merc, excuse me. And now, yeah, he's writing and directing the new Predator movie, which comes out 
uh, later in September. So, yeah, we have all of September mapped out. By the time you listen to this, it will be the 7th, I believe, of September. Yeah. And so uh, welcome to the show. Welcome yeah. to the 7th of <laughs> September that you're listening to this to. But we, can, we, we have our schedule for October already planned out as well. We're going to give that away. Let's give it away next show. It's yeah. going to be spooky yeah let's, let's give it away next show i know a lot of people have been waiting to see and and kind of hear us talk about what we're going to be doing in october we're going to do three shows of late fees in october so we're going to be watching so many goddamn movies for you guys welcome to october the Mueller report <laughs> is out the elections are a week away get out and vote in your midterm elections Jesus Christ. So, yes. This uh, is also a political podcast. It really is, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Thanks to you. <laughs> we put out so many politics every episode. So, of course, okay. uh, as, as always, check us out on Twitter. We'll also be updating you at RNC Radio Live and on Instagram at Late Fees of Podcast. We'll be, of course, we'll be having videos and pictures and all types of things that tell you what, what's coming up. And we'll actually have the schedule there, or we should have the schedule there when we actually finalize it um, in a couple of weeks. So... License my account for swipe up, Instagram. Come on. <laughs> you have to have like 10K followers for that. Buy me. It's <laughs> fucking crazy, right? What does that mean, swipe up? Like, well, when, you, know when you, you see a link and it says like swipe up and you can like swipe up from the bottom oh, of somebody's store. Like the amount of followers. Yeah, yes, you have to have yeah. 10K. Oh, Instagram. I thought I liked you. Oh, no. It's, it's yeah, just. Yeah, it's still the best. Sponsor us. It's just as Republican as, uh, as Twitter, but you know it's not Republican? Letter, letterboxd. No, letterboxd. Letterboxd.com. Sponsor us. And Arclight Cinemas. Oh, Shout out to Arclight Cinemas. Very lefty friendly. For very lefty friendly, yeah, but also the very. The L in Arclight is for left. <laughs> very, very movie buff friendly. Thank you, Arclight, for providing us with all of your cinematic experiences uh, from your food to your actual seats to, to the, the cozy environment. The cozy environment to the wonderful. Member items. The wonderful ushers that tell us when the, what the movie's about and how so long much the movie personality. Is. I love it. Thank you, uh, Arclight Cinemas. Shout out to them. Arclight.com. Arclight.com. They have news locations opening all the time. But uh, let's get to today's topic, yeah. the Predator series. Now, yeah. we we kind of like came up with this idea last out of the minute. blue. Yeah. Last we last realized... Night. Was it last night? It, it felt like last night. It was, it was two nights ago. It was ago. a couple days ago. Yeah. We had, we have, we, we had and have something planned out that we couldn't quite make happen yet. Scheduling is not easy. Uh, but... Uh, this movie comes out and we're all pretty excited about it and we were more than happy, we realized, to get together and talk about uh, this series. It's a really schlocky, uh, violent series that I'm actually glad we're talking about because I don't feel like Predator gets his just due and even with the movie coming out, I don't feel like a lot of people are actually going to go back and watch these movies. I don't think people are even that excited about it. It's like in general. well, though. I think it's tracking to be Shane's biggest opening... Not including Iron Man three, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. That's but, but his other stuff, it's it's tracking like over thirty million. That's good. It's actually pretty good. Because September's like a dead spot, and it's yeah. it's R rated. Yeah, so. yeah, that's yeah. that's the sort of opening the nice guy should have had. You bastards for not going to see it, but we can talk about that on the actual Shane Black proper episode. Nice Guys is a perfect movie. Thank but, you. But by the time we actually <laughs> record the Shane Black episode, we'll have seen Predators. Yeah. Right, and not the predator, it's predator. predator. The, the predator. Yeah, the I'm predator. sorry, the Finally. predator. Yeah, let's get it right. Why do they even do that? I don't. The a predator. lot of people do that. I, I don't. I don't like it. So by the time we, we do that episode, we'll have seen the movie, so we'll be able to actually talk about that movie um, when we do that episode. So stay tuned to that for in two weeks from now. But for tonight, we're going to talk about Predator. So we have each one of our hosts watched one of these movies. Some of them watched every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Eric was. We tasked Eric with watching Predator, the first one, the 1987 movie starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, what did you think about Predator Part One? 
You know, it's it's probably. Do you want to give a quick, just brief summary? Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, there's, there's so much so fucking 80. going on in that movie, and that all of them. I think we should each give a brief little summary to. Yeah. Just a really boilerplate. Line. Yeah, yeah, quick boilerplate because I'll get into the deeper themes, uh, which I think are there. I don't know if I'm stretching, but yeah, it's a 1987 film where uh, a bunch of. Uh, mercenaries who once worked for the American military outright or sort of now private contractors get sent down to the South Central American jungle uh, tasked by the CIA on this sort of almost a dummy mission um, that, and they wind up encountering this extraterrestrial blood beast uh, <laughs> uh, uh, led, led by led by Arnold Schwarzenegger a swaggering Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, and Extra jacked, buff, uh, buffed out Carl Weathers, man. Oh, he, he looks, looks so good. Yeah. He looks so good. Yeah. It's insane. And if there, you don't know anything about this movie, I'm sure there's some younger listeners out there and a, a complete entire generation of kids who didn't even know uh, this was an original film. But this is the birth of the classic meme of the buff arms high fiving <laughs> with like a central uh, agreement above it. Uh, Carl Weathers buff arms and uh, Schwarzenegger's buff this, arms. The best meme out right I now. I love the line that leads up to that handshake arm wrestling because he it's a duke you best no no, no he no. sees he sees carl weathers and he goes Dylan, you son of a bitch yes. and as they say bitch it's like boom a perfect hands. perfect zoom in john mctiernan the director uh zooms in on their hands and they flex and uh it is a classic campy uh 80s moment um should this i go ahead is, and go this ahead this movie is so like toxic masculinity it is <laughs> like it is so toxic well, it is uh the manliest movie ever made ever <laughs> it, it's almost it's, it's almost so manly that it is gay well gay people are manly let's go ahead we we could say that it's uh i don't know if those two things are mutually exclusive no no no, no. it's a pretty gay movie yeah that's, no, that's what i'm saying but like those things are mutually exclusive but i, I, I you know what i'm thinking, i know what man. you're saying i'm just i'm busting your balls um I but, but <laughs> no, but he's mad gay, dog. All right. Well, I I think that's a good point to bring up because a I think this movie is both you know the epitome epitome of masculinity, but also it punishes masculinity in a very interesting way. Yeah, because they actually just get the shit kicked out of them, like immediately. Every man in this movie gets put through the meat grinder, and um. And, and, and very um, punishing and brutal ways, like a brutality that I hadn't really seen. I saw this really young uh, at the time. I mean, it's probably tame by today's standards, but it is it is rough and vicious and nasty. Um, no, it's still it's no, it's still, still vi- it's still up there, right? My thing with this, like seeing all these movies, movies now are not as violent to me as they were back then. Like it's super like. Movies like Predator, even Predator Two, are super violent. Like yeah. they show stuff that I don't see oh, today. Yeah, it's well, it's crazy. practical effects. So you have squibs instead of CGI blood. You have unflinching cameras when p- body parts are uh, amputated, decapitated, dismembered. It, it's it's a pretty gnarly movie, and I think that's a testament to director John McTiernan, who this was only his second movie. He had only made a a, a weird like horror thriller with Pierce Brosnan called Nomads before this. Uh, this was like his first proper blockbuster and just huge movie in general and i don't i it's impossible for me as listeners of the podcast know and my friends know i it's hard for me to uh deracinate the political from the art (laughs) um but i think there is overt politics here because this came out at the peak of the reagan era 
Uh, and it's no, it can't be a coincidence. McTiernan is smart enough, as we saw in his later movies, you know, like Die Hard 1, which was, you know, some strange, not strange, very interesting geopolitics with Russian uh, Cold War things. And then later with Die Hard 3, which was like all about race relations. Um, uh, there, this was no coincidence that the CIA it was at the height of their getting it popping in Central America <laughs> with uh, regime changes and just like their whole imperialist project of propping up dictators, overthrowing democratically elef- elected leftist governments like in Nicaragua. This was Iran Contra a fair time, and Panama and, and El Salvador and shit and Grenada shit. Um, they get sent. The CIA sends these blood merchants down to the down to the, the to the jungle. And it's almost like the American colonial project looking at itself in the mirror and then and like, oh, this the predator is us. Like it is just as nasty and vicious and violent as us. And now it's killing us instead of the other way around. Now, this is kind of like a action movie that also really kind of doubles as a slasher in a lot of ways. Yeah. Predator is literally the slasher in the movie. Um, what I did love about Predator Part One is that they don't explain anything about this about this creature it barely shows up until, like, the third act, really, mm-hmm. and it's always behind a cloak. How did you feel about the way that the movie kind of hid the the enemy or the antagonist from the audience? Yeah, it's like the Hitchcock Jaws um, phenomena of, like, hiding your monster uh, until a very unexpected and jarring moment. And, like, yeah, when I saw this when I was younger, I didn't know what this fuck, fucking thing was. I thought it was going to be, like, another Rambo movie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, our quote-unquote, our guys trapped behind, quote-unquote, enemy lines, um, which, you know, obviously those roles were reversed. But this is, yeah, a straight-up horror movie with a great-looking monster that I think at the time, Wes can probably speak to this more, but, like, who, who was this? Who yeah, was, was Industrial Light Magic was, shit? Uh, or? No, it was uh, Stan Winston. Oh, that's right, that's right. Who worked on The Monster Squad, and uh, his guy, Steve Wang and Matt Rose. Oh, the, all those guys. Uh, they did the, uh, like, coloring for The Predator, which is very similar to the Gill Man coloring in The Monster Squad. Yeah, and that's... Um, hit, hit. Hit, <laughs> hit. And that was still what considered practical... Pafif is freaking me out. Uh, <laughs> practical effects, right? Like, that wasn't any yeah, sort of... Yeah. No, no, it was practical. Yeah. All practical. And, yeah. I mean, even just... The bodies dying and shit like that. All practical yeah. shit. Do you guys know about the original monster in the movie? What was it? It Well, they hired Stan last minute because they had a different team doing the monster. And it was like, looked like it looked like a red lobster. <laughs> That's and amazing. Jean-Claude oh Van Damme was the predator. I, and he was trying to do kickboxing in the lobster suit. And I, they were like, you're fucking fired. I have heard this. Yeah, Van Damme was absolutely fired. There's some great, like, his serious out the gate as I got about politics. There are some really funny myth mythos and funny like. stories. It does look like kind of like a rooster. I pull up the picture. I, sh- yeah. I should we should put the picture. It looks like, like Valdo. From Soul Calibur. <laughs> it, al- it almost looks like the monster from fucking uh, a quiet place. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine Jacques Lamb Van Damme doing most that. Of the pictures of it on set are like it's it's red. It's like a red suit because it's supposed yeah. to be invisible. Yeah, so oh yeah, my god. Oh my god. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> we're, looking, we're looking at the photos. Yeah, we'll so, put them on the uh, Instagram for sure. Yeah, imagine like Van Damme. <laughs> imagine Van Damme painted in all red. And he's just like, oh, we must. I have to yeah. kickbox. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And his ass got fired quick. But yeah, um, you know, it. I, going back to my original point, like, I don't think, of course, Schwarzenegger. Uh, uh, and Carl Weathers and the and, cast is kind of actually amazing. And Bill, Bill Duke, Duke, Bill Duke is on uh, is next level. These on These Predator movies actually, other than the AVPs, all three of them have amazing cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, uh, we're gonna lots, go down the line, but lots of people of color. 
So you know the neighborhood love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Shane, Shane Black is only in it for a little while, but he's really funny. Uh, yeah, he gets some of the best lines. And uh, Jesse Body Ventura is pretty I was going to say, that was, I'm glad you said that, because yeah. I think Jesse the Ventura, you know, one of our galaxy brain conspiracy he's theorists. He's fucking insane. Who's also an anti-imperialist, so like he has one good thing going for him. I, I think, don't even know what the fuck these words are. <laughs> I think he's the only one who knows what kind of movie this is. Everyone else is like trying to out cock swing the next guy, out dick uh, measuring contest. Like they are so jacked and so oiled up and so buff and like Ventura is probably the only one who goes, oh no, this is like an anti, almost an anti-war film for me. But Schwarzenegger is just like, know, no. man, he's, he's chewing like uh He's oh yeah, he's a caricature of yeah. like uh, a good old boy military uh, unit member, um, but and, and he get the, I ain't got time to bleed line. Yeah, he got he he's get, got that giant Gatlin gun. Oh yeah, oh the guns in this oh, movie. Oh my god, some serious it's firepower. Out of a video game, cartoonish like, this movie firepower. Is a video game. Yeah, um, no, but the movie holds up. Like I don't know a single person who whether they appreciate the campiness of it or just the gnarly horror of it. Like people really like this movie as like an eighties action horror that holds up which is very rare okay just to go off what you said about not them not explaining anything about the predator that's like my favorite part yeah yeah because they explain way too much in the rest of these movies and after but after that first one like now like none of us i mean maybe as a kid but like none of us now can watch them like decontextualized of the other ones yeah Mm -hmm. but the first one is like it's almost like watching the thing or something mm-hmm. because yeah. like you don't know what the fuck even just happened really. I was actually pretty scared of the movie when I was a kid. Like I, I saw it pretty early and I was scared of the predator because you couldn't see him. Yeah. And he would skin you alive and leave yeah. you hanging in a tree. Yeah, we it's saw so scalping scary. and skinning. That first scene when they find the bodies oh hanging God. in the tree. I think you and I were talking about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like yeah. When he like crawls up through like the tree maze and finds all the bodies, that's a crazy fucking scene. Yeah, it, it is. Um, they really went for it, and you know, as as gross and and gory as it can be, you know, there are moments of levity, like um, uh, Wes said. There are some some great one-liners, and just like the fact that these guys are are so overly macho and clearly like fighting for uh the like to, to dominate the frame is also just super funny can to me. you imagine that set can you imagine so much like, testosterone. testosterone all the all the steroids all the working out did you hear an uh, ego yeah uh i can't remember who it was but like they would all work out um <laughs> oh my god they would all work out before the movie and uh one of the guys would get to the gym five minutes before Arnold <laughs> and he would dump water all over himself and then Arnold would walk in at five in the morning and the other guy would be like, oh, you just getting here, Arnold? <laughs> Have fun and we'll walk out. And he just like poured water on himself to act like he had been sweating his ass off. Hey, I respect it. but it, 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 <laughs> That's so fucking I great. can't remember which cast member it was. It may have been Jesse. That's probably, yeah, like this I'm is the, one of the first movies where Arnold says go to the chopper also. Get, get to the chopper. Get yeah. to the chopper. Yeah. There will be no get to the chopper. Yeah. As far as this is the, the get this to the chopper This is the chopper, movie. right? Yeah. This is the chopper movie. Yeah. Um, one thing about the Predator movies before we get off of part one, uh, everyone always has a jilt for the Predator whenever they see his face. Oh, yeah. Uh, so bad. I cannot remember what Arnold said. I think he says, yeah. what the hell are you? He says, what the hell are you, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and he also says, you're one ugly motherfucker, right? And, they, oh, yeah. and they, the delivery of that line, because they bring it back in part two. Yeah. Many times. Yeah. How do you rate this one compared to the ones in two and every other, every single fucking Predator movie where they see his face? I think he's, I think that's a great delivery. It's, it's an Arnold delivery, it's but it's gr- great. He's I think it's the best one. I think it's the, I think it's the best delivery ever. And we're going to talk about the Predator Arnold, two one. Arnold is the 
in my opinion, he's not a good actor. He is the single best deliverer of one liners. Of like the line, <laughs> like the the delivered phrase, like the the phrase of the moment. Like he knows. Yeah, the, he and the right, and he the, knows how to make it like cultural. Yeah, and the writers know that too. And like it's interesting, like looking back when I was like looking shit up, like this was sort of on the downswing for him. Like he did. Yeah. He was coming off Raw Deal, and then he did Predator, and then The Running Man, and then after that, it was like Twins, Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> like he kind of like I love Kindergarten which, Cop. It's no, bad, but I love it. And I love Twins too. And it's like it, it was it was kind of uh, him and Danny DeVito. It, it is kind of funny to see that he was he he of course he peppered the '90s with a lot of um, more big action thrillers, but like this was the beginning of him sort of sort of you know spreading his wings a bit uh, and trying to become more family friendly. Uh, you know, uh, PG, PG-13 comedy, kind of like self-aware guy, which was uh, an interesting time, too. In twins? Are they actually twins? Yeah, I forget how the... the it, yeah, they are. They came from the same mother. It's so fucking... And like, they te- so they're technically like yeah, twins. It, it, uh, yeah, it, it, there's some weird genetic thing going on. I guess we talked about this. The 90s had weird obsession with, the, with genetics and face swapping. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. That Eminem song for the Venom soundtrack... Is out. So oh, we gotta listen to yeah, it on the break. We'll listen to it. It's, it's called Kamikaze. Of course, it's it is. It's not called Venom, as we thought that it was. It should have been. We have been laughing about the teaser that Eminem posted to Twitter for that movie. We should really do like a quick shot when Venom comes out, just talking about that fucking movie. We'll have a reaction. Out. We're a reaction yeah. to that. Um, but moving, on, moving. On, okay, before we move on, do we yep. do we keep Predator Part One, or do we shift it away over to the planet that the Predators come from? No, I mean, I think, I, I can't really speak um, academically or even just fucking confidently about the rest of the movies, but I, just from general discourse about, you know, these films, even just films from the 80s period, like the Predator, the original Predator stands out as, you know, uh, a, a competently made action horror that sort of you know is still being influenced i mean they're making a fucking movie of it 21 years later so you know its influence lives on so yeah we keep it in my opinion i keep it yeah. i think it's the best one yeah I think oh, it's, the best it's one. easily the best one it's it's a great movie it still holds up it's still so much fun uh we saw it at beyond fest last year we did with arnold schwarzenegger and bill duke bill duke in was person, there and that screening was like nuclear like people were so excited yeah people quote quoting lines all the quotables standing ovation and then just to end on a note of levity before we move on to pat for um <laughs> uh predator 2 um schwarzenegger came out and talked to the beyond fest crowd and was you know i, I see why the guy fucking was a politician the guy is charming as ever he literally pr- yelled his one-liners for like a minute and a half like yeah he gave all of them everything you would ever want he's like oh my god yeah, he was Stick on it. Around. The guy can, <laughs> the guy can turn it on and just like just be really quick and sharp. And he told a really funny story about how, uh, you know, just how intense and 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 full throttle the set was. And like you said, they were all working out and like trying to one up each other in this dick swinging contest. And uh, one day uh, they were all running, like doing like you know, get, getting their um, their cardio up and the heart rate up and shit. And uh, Arnold said like he refused to quit and uh, literally shit his pants. Uh, <laughs> on set um, during the making of this and that sort of like lived in infamy of like this you know the biggest star in the world having this superhuman moment of not su- super regular human moment of uh, shitting his, 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 his draws which I feel like is a perfect way to end 
Uh, and remember our sweet boy Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so speaking of shitting your pants, Pat, tell us about Predator. How, how about how about Pat? Tell us talk about watching three fucking Predator movies in one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should guys should see Pat. His like his hair looks like a racer head. Uh, he's frazzled. Uh, hasn't slept in in, in days because he's been worried about Predator. Talking about it. Uh, I was I had no I I was an easy sell on switching to these episodes, <laughs> uh, sw- switching episodes to, to Predator, uh, because I had just recently watched one and two, and then uh, I knew I was gonna watch Predators again before we did this, but uh, I did that this morning at about nine a.m., and then I went on for the rest of the day to watch Alien versus Predator and Aliens versus Predator Requiem. <laughs> uh, they got worse as the day went on. Uh, me and you were texting back and yeah. forth as I watched two of these movies today. The, the Alien versus Predator especially, which I'm really excited oh, to got, talk I about. I got words. We could have done a whole episode <laughs> on this. But for uh, Predator 2, uh, this was the sequel of, obviously, Predator Part 1. Uh, dropped in 1990, uh, to, and they did a huge time jump. Yeah, for seemingly no reason. For no, Because this movie could have taken place in 1975. It looks literally the same. Yeah, it mm-hmm. doesn't look like... Yeah, there's. It's just funny that it takes place in 1997 and, to me. And I'll let Pat explain this, but it takes place in a LA that is not unlike the LA that we. Well, it is very unlike the LA that we have that we see in 97, but it's also very much like the LA that we see Guys, in 97. I did not realize this was a future movie until Pat said something. But the, when you're in the subway, it, you can see it's a future movie. There's like TV things I, in there. I get it now. I swear to God, growing up, I was like, this is Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, it, there's no plot significance at all to the fact that it takes place the heat wave. in 1990. Well, yes, yeah, sh- I, I guess, but like, the, 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 to have said it in 1997 instead of 1991. Because yeah. I mean, they, they dropped the heat wave thing after. Well, how about the first, I'm sorry to even cut no, into no, no. this. The first 40 minutes of this movie or has nothing to do with the Predator at all. Yeah. It's uh, the movie, just to do a quick intro to it, uh, including that, yeah. uh, takes place in Los Angeles in 1997. Uh, the first movie, Predator, takes place in the jungle. The second movie takes place in the concrete jungle. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting to say that. I think I, I don't think I came up with that. I think you could fucking. It's That's probably, probably it's on it's the poster. Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the poster. First, we took on. you to the jungle. The poster says he's in town with a few days to kill. Oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. dope. I actually that's like good. that. Yeah. 90s, baby. Yeah. 90s. I think that guy raised. Leave nothing <laughs> yeah. to the imagination. Uh, it baby. is the same guy playing Predator. Yes. What's his uh, name? His name is Kevin Peter Hall. Yeah. Uh, a, uh, a slightly updated look as they continue to do. Slightly more uh, plastic. Yeah. And less wet. Yeah. Than the it's, it's I less, don't like it. It's, it's less terrible. steamy than in the well, jungle. The, there's one thing that confused me about this Predator and Predators in movies after this. He, they grew. Like, they got bigger. The, well, get ready for the next yeah. one. Yeah. Like, they, we'll, they get We'll talk about bigger. that in Predator 3. Yeah. Predator, pre- predators. Predators. Uh, and the Predator. The Predator as a <laughs> giant Predator. Uh, but, uh, so there's a heat wave going on in 1997 Los Angeles, and kind of caused by this heat wave but not actually directly related at all are uh is a gang war drug war yeah a a, a drug related gang war whatever between haitians 
Jama- they're Jamaicans. Am I thinking of bad they're, boys? No, they're Jamaicans. They're Jamaicans. Yeah. They're Jamaicans because they did a. Jama- they they yeah. seem to confuse Col- Colombian and Jamaican. They confuse Jamaicans and Haitians. Yeah. Because I didn't know that Jamaicans fuck with voodoo like that. They treat it regardless of who fucks with it. They treat it as such a gimmick. <laughs> it's. I mean, uh, yeah. It's the movie, as Justin said, for the first forty minutes is basically. It's a shootout. Yeah. Danny Glover uh, is fighting this gang who is f- these gangs who are fighting each other and while they're fighting each other in various buildings through which Danny Glover's chasing them the predator is just killing all of them and there's no background as to why he's there I was gonna say what, what brought to I don't even remember they don't what tell you he just shows up but what? there's a team of people that are looking for it in the yeah movie. led by the one and only Gary Busey <laughs> Gary Busey by the way have, had a great early 90s run he kicks ass in this movie and a lot of like Predator McTiernan adjacent movies like yeah. he's kind of racist in the movie also I think the he's movie really racist isn't the movie, the movie on its face uh, period yeah, racist the first 40 <laughs> minutes of the movie are racist yeah, it, Honestly, though, how do you guys feel about uh, Danny Glover in this movie? Love him. Absolutely love him. I think he's fantastic. All he does is scream. He's great. He's better than Arnold. Scream, run, and sweat is all he does in this movie. He is so sweaty. Okay. I think I was... I don't know if I was texting... Was I texting just you when I was watching this movie? I don't know. I was texting... I think you're texting all of us. He's fucking... He is wearing, like, a pair of, like, tweed trousers (laughs) in the heat wave. Like chasing people around downtown Los Angeles. You know his ball sweaty. He is. He looks uh, tired for the whole movie. He's too old for this shit. Yeah, the but, whole, and, and the he's kind of playing Marta in this movie too. Yeah, well, I mean, he has like yeah. the same big like revolver and shit. Like he's like yeah. his gun is so fucking big. His gun is so big okay, that he looks at the guns in the trunk. He opens the trunk, looks at the guns. None of them satisfy him. He pops like a little secret compartment on the roof of the trunk and takes out. The biggest fucking gun ever. Yeah. That's part of the future, though, right? It's 1997. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, but it's, yeah but it's the I guess they I, assumed the gun would be that big. Yeah, it, I mean, I I didn't watch it right before this. I mean, I've I've seen it recently. I've seen it within the, the last few months, but like, from what I remember, isn't is it supposed to the same way? You know, you know, I I made the first Predator about sort of the CIA's um, uh, imperialist project in the so- in the global South. Is this like? a white guy's fear of what he thinks L.A. is and, like, this gang turf war. Oh, it's... Listen, the politics of this movie, the optics do not... Yeah. They did not age well because yeah. there's offensive. police brutality yeah. in the movie. The whole and this, time. And it takes place in the 90s where there was actual police brutality, so it's, it's like... It strangely was in made... LA. In L.A. In yeah. L.A. It yeah. was made, like, a year before Rodney King yeah, and, like, crazy. a year and a half before the, the big riots Kind of like happened, the racial thing had blown yeah. up. Yeah, it's just weird that it didn't come after that. Yeah. But my thing is, why do the time jump if all you were going to do is talk about shit that was going on in that day anyway? Again, <laughs> it does not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, my question is, since you just watched it, like, wh- I, I know it's, it's, it's relatively panned as, you know, overly campy and just complete silliness. It's awesome. Yeah, but what, what would you pray, what works for you in it? Uh, both of those things you just <laughs> named. Yeah. Uh, the cast is pretty great. Uh, I mean, I... I mean, I mean Ruben Blades is great good. for as long as he's in yeah. it. Uh, Paxton is good. Yeah, Paxton. Uh, Busey's good, and one of my uh, favorite guys. Pax killing uh, me right now. I want to kill you right now. Plays uh, uh, I can't remember his fucking is it name. The Baldwin. Yes, yes. Adam Ad- Baldwin. Adam Baldwin. Yeah. I love Adam Baldwin. Uh, 
I don't know. I think it's great. You I, named two characters in this movie that are the biggest, most problematic racist characters. I think in the this performances movie. are good. I don't think that the. I'm not endorsing Paxton's the characters. Character riding on a subway and they see a TV that shows him beating someone and says police brutality in big letters. And then doesn't he pull out a gun on somebody? And then he says, "You want an autograph or some shit like that?" And yeah. I was like, "This movie is batshit yeah. crazy." And l- thankfully, he's murdered violently on the subway <laughs> shortly after. So again, I'm just endorsing the appearances of these actors i am not endorsing the characters politics politics that they portray so um you are led to believe in this movie that not only does danny glover in the final 40 minutes go toe-to-toe with this seven foot tall creature he's hanging from a fucking building he's hanging from the number one well whose idea was it for the predator to learn people's speech patterns and, and learn how to cuss i don't know i think i that stuff's bad that's it's, bad it's really bad it's Motherfucker, yeah. shit happens. It's horrible. And it's so goofy with his face moving. Yeah. It's, it's real bad. I, re- I think it's really awesome, actually, at the end of Predator 1, when Arnold says it to the Predator. He says, what the hell are you? And then the Predator says it back in that really yeah. fucking it weird, was scary. voice. Yeah. It was scary. It's scary. And it, like, all of a sudden becomes, like, really existential. Yeah, because, yes. it's, because, yeah. It's like, because it's almost like they were encroaching on the Predator instead of the other yeah, way around. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like you know, to we were the other two, the predator. Yeah. So it was, and hey. so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then in Predator, then in Predator Two. Uh, Sorry, me and Pat just had a moment, oh, it, uh, a, a nonverbal moment. Uh, Eric didn't know I knew words like that. <laughs> uh, Pat, you're, but, you're, I'm sorry, this movie's so racist. You're, like, teetering on that line well, right Well, no, now. I think it's a good point, mate. The maybe. movie is racist. I'm not, there, I am not saying it's not a racist there movie. There is a scene in this movie where Jamaicans sacrifice someone in his own home in something oh, that, yeah. in a way that they feel as though Jamaicans do goes, these things. voodoo magic. <laughs> he does yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. Yeah. But it, is, it, is it the Michael Bay thing? Like, that... Bad Boys 2, crazy racism with the depictions of the, the Haitians and, and the... It's not played for laughs. Yeah, it's not played for laughs. But is it, can this movie can be two things at once? Can it be racist because a bunch of white guys wrote and directed it? But were they trying to speak to larger themes of... They seem to be prescient, prescient of police brutality. It's, this, may, this was made a year before Rodney King. Well, it's not like they're killing all the cops that are doing it. So they I do kill one, the one cop who does it. Oh I'm just, I'm just you're fucking go, around. I'm just fucking around. Shit. I don't have an answer. I'm genuinely curious. But what I, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't. I think that it would be more thoughtful if they had a bigger comment on police brutality, and the, the movie really doesn't. Doesn't get there. Yeah, I would say it's more of like a, a stew of elements that doesn't taste good at the end. Yeah. Uh, but they there tried. are there are ingredients that I like a lot. They I tried. like Danny Glover, and uh, speaking of moments when you see, Predator's face. He says, like, <laughs> he says something, like, he sees it, there, he's, like, basically, like, they kind of, like, both fall off a building, and they're, like, laying there looking at each other, and the Predator doesn't have its fucking mask or whatever on. <laughs> he takes the mask off yeah, of the Predator. And, and he, he says, like, something like, fuck you, pussy face. Yes. Uh, and it was just, like, was this ever <laughs> cool? Who thought that pussy face was the way to go with this? What about that scene where Predator looks like he put he pours like crystal meth into a a, a pot and heals himself? When he's in the oh bathroom. yeah, yeah, that was like <laughs> it's weird. It was like a No Country for Old Men <laughs> scene. No, I I think the third act is mostly really bad, but uh, I do like the scene in the slaughterhouse. 
That seems yeah, cool. When awesome. he takes his mask off and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And Gary Busey, racist, gets cut in half. Oh, Wait, that part's awesome. He comes out wearing some type of Master Chief Halo uniform, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, that's not going to do shit to no, this thing. He, like, he dies, quote-unquote, and then reappears <laughs> yeah. and like actually saves Danny Glover, I think. And then dies immediately. Yeah. And then Predator says something out, like, racist before he dies also. Does what, he? What does I he think say? so. I, he said something about, like, I'm going to catch him or something. He says something like, like, move, like I don't want to say call him boy, but I think it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it, it felt like that to me. That Damn, that's, me. that's how he talks to Danny Glover. Yeah, throughout the whole time. movie. But then the Predator takes out a giant shuriken and fucking <laughs> throws it and it cuts uh, Busey in half. Like, nice. You know, right in half like uh, Dewey Cox. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong kid so, died um, today. We have the third act there that we, that we were just talking about. They, they hang off of a roof. Then the Predator's not really dead. He comes back. All while 350-pound Danny Glover is still alive. <laughs> uh, they actually make it to the Predator's um, cave spaceship thing. It's a spaceship. There's yeah. a lot of world building and no explanation in this and movie. And I actually think that's good. Like, that moment, what Justin's talking about is he gets onto this ship. It's like It looks kind of like a temple. And you're not really sure where it is or how it's there or what it is at that point because uh, Danny Glover just falls into it, like, through the floor of a building or something. Oh, that's lit. So it doesn't make any sense, really, how he lands in it. Uh, but he's in there, and before he sees Predator in there, he sees a wall of, like, trophy skulls. And there was, like, some that look like humans and some that look like humanoids. But then there's one that's really obviously uh, the Xenomorphs skull from Alien. And Ooh. that is that moment is actually just better than both Alien versus Predator movies. Yeah, like it does it, that in a millisecond. It, it was the Freddy glove dragging Jason's yeah, mask it's down. It's way cooler than that, I think. Yeah, because it, it's just there. Yeah. And you don't hit the laugh yeah. or anything like that. Uh, but. And then they kind of reveal at the end, he defeats Predator. A bunch of Predators show up. They like decamouflage themselves. They, he, Danny Glover's like, oh, fuck, now what? And then they are just there to retrieve the body because the body was like he was ki- the predator was killed in a fair fight. So Danny Glover gets to live now. And then it's so awesome. The predator and this is like the stuff in Predator Two that I I love. The predator tosses the chief predator. I'm pretty sure also played by uh, the same guy. Pretty sure. Uh, he tosses uh, Danny Glover like a trophy pistol that says like some dude's name, 1798, Slavery. etched into it. So, like, that's the first time you see, perhaps, yes. Slavery. Yeah. It's the first time you see, like, that the Predators have been coming to Earth that long. Pat, you're trying. I'm just trying to keep going before I lose my train of thought. Pat did so much research for this. He will not be derailed. They gave Danny Glover a gun from slavery time. I think it was a white man's gun. That's even worse. Even worse. No, they killed. No, they killed the white guy and took it. So it was almost like, hey, we killed a slave owner. Yeah, take it. Isn't that? I don't know. I think that's awesome. It it made me think of the player haters ball. Yeah, uh, where they actually travel and kill the slave owners. That's such a. I don't know why. Calls him a cracker, then shoots him, <laughs> <laughs> shoots him we, three times. We, we, the sky, we, we traveled all the way back in time. <laughs> call you a cracker. <laughs> and then shoots him in the heart. Uh, what, yeah. what, I don't want to cut you off. I know we got to no, move, no. On, move it, on to three. Then but. they leave, and it's revealed that he's on a spaceship, and like <laughs> he has to jump off before the, the ship you know, leaves with him on it. <laughs> and then he says to Adam Baldwin, Adam Baldwin is pissed that like, the Predators got away, and... Uh, Danny Glover slyly says, like, 
you'll get another shot or something. Oh shit! Like like oh they'll you know they'll be back. But as he they're holds, they always back gun. as we come to find well, out. One thing I was like, w- the other guys were they just there? The other like the uh, other predators were they just there? Yeah, I, they don't they explain. Don't explain it. It. This movie's stupid. It's, it's dumb. It just it's fascinates me that like they had this original IP in the first Predator, critically loved. I, I think it did pretty well at the box office too. Like ninety eight million, I think. Yeah, like we had you know the biggest star in the world. What sort of conversations and just absolute chaos happened behind the scenes where you take that and wind up with this? vision of the sequel which is like no original stars wanted to return possibly they couldn't re- afford them but still arnold j- wanted more money I yeah think, but but then it's like well, there's no way arnold would have done like a gangland there is a cameo from uh one of the characters in the first film but it's very brief um yeah it is like on totally on tv screen blinking uh, is it yeah it's the girl from the first one oh, that's right um but arnold was approached to do this movie and as he, it stands, like as a gangland, he was going to be the Gary Busey character, basically. Oh, that would have been too cool. But, but as as Dutch, and, oh shit, um, that would have been way more. Awesome. And I doubt he would have died. But um, yeah, no way he would have. He hated so much the concept of the predator in the city, and he was just refused. Uh, fair, fair enough. Yeah, that's that's astute, astute, uh, astute observation. Um, I, I I couldn't find like a through line. I was like. What is the hit or miss ratio of like decent sequels? I mean, you have Terminator Two, which it, you know, it's arguably like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, arguably, the, argu- yeah, arguably better than the original. You know, that that's a valid and argument. Even better, T three. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but like, they they just could not get it together with the with these '90s sequels. Like they they, they like the Gremlins Two thing. It's just like these go off the fucking rails. Gremlins Two is good. No, but it's insane. The new batch. Yeah, the new batch. It's like that is that's the mind of an insane <laughs> person. Even if it works, sometimes it is insane. Very little known Justin secret. I am terrified of Gremlins. That is the first really? movie to really but fuck me up. Do you like Do you like Mogwai? When When he pops the balls out, I don't like Gross. that. When he's making that noise, I don't like Meagle that. Meagle kind of looks like a Mogwai. I know their, their names are almost the same. Meagle, I know Mogwai. Wow. Me, my my dog looks like. Gizmo or whatever the, yeah. is that thing's name. Yeah. Gizmo. Gizmo was awesome. I loved Furbies. Mi, mi, I love you, Migo. But uh, that is Predator Two. Uh, Pat, would you keep this or would you jettison it off to another planet? I would jettison it. Uh, it's just you don't get anything. I mean, you you do get some cool stuff, but you don't really get anything that you don't get from the first one. Uh, I think the third one's better. Interesting. So it doesn't even qualify as like so bad it's good territory. Some of it no do- charm. I mean, some of it does, but it's it has aged really poorly. It is a movie. You know, it's it's bad, but I kind of like it. I don't know. It's it, it's I grew up with it. Like it's oh, weird. Oh man, I don't know. you guys are killing me. You're it, killing me. I, I get, he I'm handed him a slave master's pistol. The neighborhood didn't fuck with this movie. I'm jettisoning <laughs> it. Um. I mean, it is strange. Like, I, when Pat was texting me while he's watching this, like, I, like I said, I've seen this recently and still forgot, like, oh, yeah, this is the one with Danny Glover. That should stick out to me because I love Danny Glover so much. Very underrated uh, uh, left, lefty boy. <laughs> All right. So, we will be continuing. Go see. Sorry to bother you. <laughs> we will be continuing our Predator retrospective after this break. We will talk about, oh, my God, Alien versus Predator from 2004. We'll be right back. On late fees.
explosive base. This show move. Shit happens. Welcome back to Late Fees. Everyone's a little bit talky here. Sponsored by Arclight Cinemas. I, that, was a, that was a teacher thing to do. I could be a teacher. Talky. Welcome back to, to Late Fees. Sponsored by Arclight Cinemas. We are talking about the Predator series. We just talked about Predators 1 and 2 before the break. and we Predator 2 is racist. It is very racist. It's racist and it's, it's bad. bad. But okay? is it bad? Yes, right, Wes, it is bad. It's bad, okay. The movie's bad, bad, but it has good parts. I like it. So we're going to go all the way the fuck off the deep end at this point, and we're going to talk about uh, Alien vs. Predator, a movie that I got saddled with because I said, you know what, surprise me. And Pat said, well, you know, Alien vs. Predator is on HBO Go. (laughs) You can just watch it today. And I said, oh, you know what? I just so happen to have an HBO Go account, and uh, (laughs) would you look at at that? I watched Alien vs. Predator and I texted Pat immediately and I said, this movie follows none of the rules of either of the movies that it is based upon. Uh, Alien vs. Predator is a movie that came out in 2004, directed by Paul W.S. Uh, Anderson, who directed Magnolia and Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> a, little, a little context behind that joke. There isn't, that's not a joke, it's for real. <laughs> Justin, I'll make this quick before Justin goes into uh, Alien vs. Predator. We went to go see the Power Ranger film last summer, um, and there was a preview for the most recent at the time, the new Resident Evil, right? Yes. And that is directed by Paul... W.S. Anderson. W.S., right? W.S. Anderson. And Justin, unprovoked, unprompted, (laughs) leans over to me and was like, damn, man, like I can't believe that's the guy who made There Will Be Blood. (laughs) <laughs> and then the movie starts so like it, the, the lights went down so I had to sit for two hours <laughs> and not like snap because like he <laughs> I, I couldn't correct him I couldn't like dunk, try to dunk on him it was the funniest thing so he got he, he got to have that win about the fucking director of Resident Evil being Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> Uh, they are the same guy. It was the funniest. <laughs> it was the funniest. Well, like, I know you... not everyone knows Eric that well, but when he describes this as a win for Justin, <laughs> he's underselling presumably how upset he was. Oh, I was squirming in my seat. I just wanted to like scream in the Listen, middle of the but Power how Rangers. How crazy movie. would it be if Paul Thomas Anderson made? They are the same person, but how crazy <laughs> would it be if it was revealed that he was under the pseudonym all, the whole time? It would kind of make me happy. You know, he he does. He goes away for so long to make these very existentially provoking films and these beautiful epics. And, and then he cast Mila Jovovich in every single movie and, he does after. And then, yeah, if he was just quietly making Resident Evil movies, it'd make me really happy. He'd be so fucking prolific. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's like that's, Michael Bay turning around and directing Moonlight. It would be... <laughs> <laughs> the literal inverse of that. Oh my God, if Michael Bay directed Moonlight. Michael Bay would set Moonlight on Wait, the moon. Yes. You gotta make... Michael Bay's <laughs> Moonlight poster. A Transformers, yeah, really? Dark, Transformers Dark Side of the Moonlight. Light, yes. This is getting into strange territory. <laughs> but you know what? Cause it's because I don't want to talk about Alien vs. Predator. But uh, Alien vs. Predator is a movie that, to me, is straight out of the Chiller handbook. And I'm sorry, this is not a shot at Chiller. They make some really good, low-budget movies. They're, they are defunct as of December 2017. Is that they true? Are? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Damn, I'm late? 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just looked this up when you said to, uh, you, you said this to me. I haven't and I was had like, sugar in a minute, gonna, though. It's, it's they're gone. gone. You maybe, maybe you were the reason they went under. Because they didn't fuck. Probably because they they made this or they should have made this. Um, Alien vs Predator is a movie that looks cheap. It is cheap. It is just by completely. It's like by the numbers as far as horror and action go. It's not even really an action movie. It's PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen. And I think that's the biggest thing that, that kind of kills it for me is that even if the movie was bad, I could say that the kills were really dope. I can't even say that about this movie because every time something or someone is killed, it is a camera cut and you see the blood splatter yeah. on the wall. And like when they cut to the guys, the predator has hung upside down. They're fully clothed. <laughs> yes. And they're like tundra suits. Well, because they're like, cold. They don't want to be cold. So what, before we get into all the details, what, what's this one about and what's the direct connection between one, two, three, one, well, two, and three. Well, First they, question's easy, the second one's hard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, no, both of, it, both of the questions are hard. Try to explain. Yeah. The movie attempts to retcon everything that has happened. This is like an alternate universe. Because it's 14 years later in real time since Predator 2 and Alien vs. Predator. But it, does, it has nothing to do with that. But, but all the stuff from Alien happens in the future, and all the stuff the from future. Predator happens in present day at the time of each movie. But they merge both of them, and they attempt to merge both timelines and both mythos in the same movie. That's insane. So the aliens exist. Wayland yutani exists mm-hmm. in this franchise because it's not part of anything else. But the Predators also exist as these tribal aliens that have some sort of uh, ritual where they actually bred the aliens right. <laughs> to kill them. But just to be clear, the last time we saw a predator on screen was in 1990. Yes. And the last time we saw an alien on screen was what, Alien Resurrection in 97? Mm-hmm. Was it 97 or 99? Or 98? I think it was 97. It, it might have been seven. Yeah. I think it was seven. Sigour- Sigourney Weaver and Winona Ryder, right? Yeah, that was the last time we seen So them. a 14-year gap between a Predator movie and a seven-year gap between uh, An Alien. Alien. Movie. So, so they want you to forget. They said, fuck all that. Waylon Yutani exists in this movie. He is alive, and you see him. And this is pre-internet. Like, this is pre-pop like pop in internet. So like that's a lot of mythos to try to remember and connect the dots it's for. It's insane. Well, well, one thing that did, did come out of this is that they tried to connect it from the comic book series that it was originated from. Uh, Pat mentioned it on Predator 2. You saw the Xenomorph skull. From there, That's right. people just went fucking crazy with the Alien vs. Predator stuff, and they started making comic books about this thing, and they in fan fiction. So this was kind of like Freddy vs. Jason in that a lot of people who made all of these fan fictions and fan stories, they finally got their just due, kinda. In so the it was studio. a wish fulfillment, fan fulfillment in actually like an organic way. And stuff. Yeah, if you want to piss on fans. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> That's, uh, there's a lot of that in, in wish fulfillment anyway. So uh, they, they, the movie takes place in the Antarctic where they have all of these expedition people and mercenaries and stuff where they want to find uh, this, this... There's this pyramid that just pops up in, the, in, in Antarctica. And Sanaa Lathan, who... Listen, man, I feel really bad for Sanaa Lathan. She is, I think, a really great actress, and she is completely wasted in this movie. She looks fucking silly from start to finish, and she also looks bored. Yeah, she's not, I mean, she's not really given that much to do, to be fair, uh, but she's supposed to be, like, I mean, she is, like, the central POV character. She's, like, character. the leader she's, of the archaeology. Yeah, slash, like, last girl of the movie. Some of her Final lines, girl of the movie. Some of her lines is, he's not ready for the ice. He's only been out twice. Yeah, it, I mean what? The, the I mean the direction doesn't I mean he's the man is not a director of of uh character drama but her I character mean, other is, than Magnolia, yeah. Yeah, other than Tom Cruise's performance in Magnolia, but uh it, it, she's 
there's just not a lot going on nah, in the movie not overall. Not a lot. I mean, the movie doesn't really start until about 30 minutes when they all get in. It's unreal how long it takes to get to the action Absolutely. In this. Because it does the alien kind of trope where you're introduced to every single one of these stereotypes, which which is like you got the tough guy, the tough girl, you've got uh, Sanaa's character, you have the kind of like, actually from Alien, you have the Wailing Yutani character kind of playing the side, like the... Uh, What's the 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 uh, cyber the bionic's name in Alien? I forgot. Uh, Bishop. Bishop. He's playing like the Bishop role, where he's huh. just a he's just a part of the corporation, and he's there. Yeah. It takes all of the alien tropes and literally nothing from Predator, so it's really like an alien. It's movie. It's way more of an alien movie than a Predator movie. And ultimately, and I said this to you earlier, the, the AVP movies, especially the and both of them actually are much more connected to. Prometheus and Alien Covenant than yeah. they are to Alien or Predator. It's really odd. And these are movies, and, and those movies are like, they weren't even embry- like embryotic at that point. They weren't even existent in the, at that point. So it's like, you're, you're basically, they basically not only told you already, two of these beloved franchises, forget everything you know about them. This is a new franchise. And from there, you, you learn about the, the Predator mythos way more than you need to know. They basically, like I said, took the, they bred the Xenomorphs to kill them and to use and to kind of like say, okay, you've been through something. You're you're a real predator. You're, yeah, you're official now. There's so many. There's just so much shit in this movie. There's a scene where they go into a uh, kind of like an incubator for the eggs, and all of the eggs pop up, and the movie kind of expects you to know what these eggs do and what the face hugger is. They don't introduce you to it. They don't tell you anything about it because all the mythos that you know don't exist in this movie. The face huggers come out in bullet time, literally <laughs> bullet time. That's lit. Fly onto someone's face. And you know in Alien, the gestation period is about what? It was a couple hours, like maybe, what, 12 hours in Alien Part 1? Yeah, because they get sick and they have to, yeah, they fall uh, ill and shit. Aliens, it was maybe 30, 40 minutes. In this movie, it is two minutes. She already has a, a xenomorph popping out of her. Yeah. And, stuff, and it's stuff like that where it's like, they try to combine elements of all of these, but got the basic rules of both franchises wrong. And it's just, it's a frustrating movie to watch. Is there any correlation between the time of these sort of big crossover events like this was a year after Freddy versus Jason mm. and that movie was horrific and sort of like you said pissed on the the fandom of, of both in equal measure but it, it was pretty good but it was a huge hit like it made it almost crossed 100 domestic Could which I, is not easy an easy feat for a, a big R-rated film like I got that. a hot take for that All right. this movie came out in a post 9-11 period mm-hmm. where I think at the time people wanted to see and get away from as much of the reality of what was going on as possible. So I feel like a lot of these movies were really, like you said earlier, wish fulfillment. Mm. It's like, we're going to give you this because, you know, we want to get you in the theaters and away from the harsh reality of what was going on in the world at that point. And I think that's why we got a lot of movies like Alien vs. Predator and Freddy vs. Jason so close to each other. I mean, horror was kind of popping in the post-9-11 period as well. Like, a lot of horror movies came out at that period, whether they be good or bad. Was that the beginning of... um no, that was way too early. I was going to say uh, Paranormal. Because that, that wasn't until... That was after. That was probably like 2007. Saw was huge. Saw was huge. Saw was yeah. like, I mean, this was when Saw was in its absolute and prime. And hostile. It was in, and I feel as though, in a lot of ways, this was an escape movie. Not a good one, but it was an attempt to say, let's greenlight all these movies that have been in development hell for so long. And this was just kind of like a... Tax a, write-off. It's literally <laughs> a tax write-off. Like, yeah. none of the characters, like, the way that they write these characters, you're not meant to like any of them, including Sanaa Lathan. There's a part where she saves a predator in the movie, and it's like... Kind of. Kind of saves him. <laughs> and then he gives... he Like, out of nowhere, he befriends her. And it's oh, like... Oh, wait. Don't they have a hero shot together running? Yes. Oh, my and she's, God. And she has a xenomorph head shield and the tail... 
is like a sword. It's a thing. sword. Uh, it's, buddy. it's and he brands her with his brand too, and it's, it's like which is also weird. Their camaraderie makes no sense and comes out of nowhere because the predator actually doesn't talk. There's a scene. There's a part where he like motions that he has a bomb and he does like this, and she's like, "Oh, it's a bomb!" And I'm just like, "This, this movie hates predators." Because they lose a lot in this movie. And it like, makes them seem so stupid. The first Predator... Yeah, they're supposed to be like this way more advanced uh, evolution of species as us. And at the end, they're just sign-languaging bomb. And they, right he it. literally does this. <laughs> and we got to get out of here, bro. There's only one Predator and Alien fight in this movie. Yeah, that is true. There's only one. Like, there's one... There's really only one big one. He, yeah. He kills a bunch of Predators, like, in the sewer and stuff. But, like, there's the only, like, big showdown... He's really kind of towards the end. Well, no, well, there's the one where uh, he he hits the alien with the with the web. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah. That, and when, he, when the predator, and that's like the five to seven minute fight that they have. Yeah, the predator loses for no conceivable reason because these are sm- they're supposed to be smarter than the xenomorphs, right? I mean, they show them fighting at some points in flashbacks. They show them fighting so many xenomorphs. Yeah. The fact that they're losing to, like, single xenomorphs... Is ridiculous. Yes, yeah, they're really inconsistent with the Predator's abilities, the xenomorphs' abilities, like... It, it comes and goes. Yeah. Like, and a lot of the cool, like, technology that you see in, like, Predator 2 and Predator 1, they do not have in this movie other than the bomb, the spear, and the, the little uh, ninja star thing that Especially they for being in, like, prime Predator territory. They're, where they live. Yeah, they don't have shit. Uh, the, the CGI in this movie... Oh my god. I can't believe that they actually cleared this. They're, the cloak looks like... Uh, I, I hate to bring up Halo again. Remember in Halo 1 or 2, they had like cloak covenant enemies? Oh yeah. They look like that. Those are in all the Halos, baby. They are? Oh yeah. I can't remember. But like, they, there's a scene where like the Predator has blood on his, uh, on his, his, his claws. And the, he's cloaked. And you see the blood, but the blood literally looks like the blood from GoldenEye in 64. <laughs> it looks terrible, dude. Like... I was watching this movie, literally like, Pat, like, what the fuck am I watching here? They're running out of the, there's a scene when they run out, the hero shot that you yeah. spoke of, they're running out of the pyramid, and it literally looks like they're running out of, like, Mortal Kombat. Like, it's like, it doesn't make any sense why this, or how the CGI got cleared They also, before. shortly after, rocket launched themselves on a sled. On a sled. <laughs> <laughs> out of like the this enormous uh, drilled shoot a human and then the thing is there yeah <laughs> a human and a predator on a sled danny glover wherever he was was rolling in his grave if he could fit in the coffin what why are you he was so fat in predator <laughs> too he wouldn't be alive in alien versus predator he was fat he was fat and saw too he's fat it's, it's okay this is a body shame free podcast <laughs> danny glover is too is too big to be killing predators was he big enough? I'll agree with that. He's too big to be <laughs> killing predators, I, literally and figuratively. But Alien vs. Predator is, is a terrible movie. I like I I literally hate myself for watching. I it. saw it in theaters. I remember when I saw it. In Why theaters. did you see what, I Escapism? As I'm saying, Escapism. Yeah, I, was, I what, saw it. 2004. I was yeah. a junior in high school. Uh, I mean, it had and has an amazing tagline. Whoever wins, we, we lose. lose. Come on. <laughs> they're, they're, it, that's my favorite, that's my favorite <laughs> mnemonic device. My it's favorite true. literary device. We lost. Yeah. It, it, I, I jam with it. Um, yeah. It was like the same. I think we got a Final Destination movie that summer. We got a big, we got a ton of big, terrible horror thrillers. Um, so yeah, I saw them all. Um, but yeah, the, the, I just remember that, that, that hero shot of, it's sort of backlit. So they both look like silhouettes. Cause you know, uh, 
Predator is more humanoid in form than than Alien. So like it looks like two equal species running together as like yeah as friends. Which, it was like the corniest moment I'd ever. You seen. know what's fucked up? This after, is like after not- after he fucking dis- dispatched her entire squad, <laughs> and they're just buddies now. It's kind of great. The craziest part about this, and the, we we spoke about the other predators. The, there are certain predators in this movie that are bigger than Sanaa's character, but when you see them together, they're the same size. Yeah, they look exactly the same. So it's a, it was essentially like a small predator who didn't get a lot of respect, who also dies at the end. That predator always dies at the end. Doesn't make like I'm like can't we just can't have one of them. Like oh my god, the queen, the queen alien in this movie. Really bad. There's a scene where she's unfrozen, and I was like, Ridley Scott and James Cameron had to have seen this, if they've ever seen this, and probably like tossed their fucking TVs at a wall. <laughs> that scene where Hex. the queen unfre- unfreezes and does the quivering lip thing from Aliens, so hokey, so terrible. It, it was almost like Paul was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this my Aliens. And he, and he failed. I mean, all credit to Paul because he had to turn right around and make the master right afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I can't. I, I think I wrote this on my notes. I think I wrote on my notes. I said, Paul W.S. Anderson of Magnolia fame. How did he do this? <laughs> That's how he exercises all his like schlocky. B budget, uh, um, like his id, he gets it all out in, in the in the uh, in the zombie movies and the in Alien and Predator movies. Hey man, turn that up. I need another Resident <laughs> Evil. Bro. This is the funniest shit ever to me. He's directing Monster Hunter. There's, that's based off of another uh, Cap WS's. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Get, he, Make him get, stop. Get your money. Get your money. He's a self-proclaimed like money, I don't baby. care. What critics think? I just care what the audience is. Mila Jovovich is in it as well. Mila's in it as well. So. Shocker. He's, he's uh, this Get your money. Mila, kid. one of our finest action stars of, of all time. We should move on to Predators because yeah, the, the next one doesn't really even deserve addressing. Uh, shortly after this movie came out, three years after Alien Aliens versus Predator Requiem came out, it returned to an R rating, which was not a return to form, and. Uh, it fucking uh, just is so bad. It's so so bad. Uh, it's 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 the pre- it takes place immediately after the first one, and the predator who is the hero of the first one is rescued or not rescued is taken <laughs> off the off of Earth by the other predators, and, of who of course are there and. There's a chest burster alien baby inside that predator, which you didn't so, see happen. That was a, that was like a like a a, zing, a stinger. At it's the end it's of the first yeah, one. it's right at the end of the first one. They replay the exact same thing at the beginning of the second one. That ship crashes, like in Colorado or something, <laughs> and then like this uh, predalien, <laughs> no shit, and like some other baby aliens are running around town, basically like killing high schoolers and like a sheriff. There's a thousand plots in the movie. Uh, it's honest to God. It's who, I think who's the actor? Who's the big the big actor in that movie? Uh, was there one? There's the guy. Oh wow, the guy. We just have to say the guy. Uh, Michelle from Twenty Four is in it. She lives to the end. Uh, <laughs> the guy who sleeps with Mark Duplass's wife in Togetherness. Uh, he's in it. Matthew Lillard. That's a joke. He sleeps with everybody's wife in every movie. Wow. Um, I'm so Matt Lillard. Sorry uh, if you're no, listening. I don't. No, I was kidding. I don't know who it is. Oh, I, no. I don't think that joke. <laughs> I don't think that joke landed. It didn't. Uh, um, I usually go what one one for five. That's my normal ratio. Not editing that one. <laughs> Eric, do you like SLC Punk? 
I do actually. I knew it. Yeah, I knew I you would like that Jason, movie. Jason Siegel's in it. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I think uh, ADP Requiem is legit one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, it's so so bad. It is only ninety minutes, which should make it better, but oh, it's so long. So I'll probably watch it tonight. It's also racist. There are all these private movies are. are in some I think way the first racist. one is the only is the only uh, one above board on that. <laughs> the third one, uh, the third one is racist, but it plays into racial tropes in a fun way. Well, let's get to the third, the the third Predator movie, the official third Predator movie. Fuck all of the aliens and all that stuff. Uh, Predator is dropped in two thousand and ten. Uh, is it considered a return to form for a, to a lot of fans for the Predator franchise? Wes, you watched this movie. What did you think about it? I did. Uh, you know, I saw it when it came out in theaters, and I didn't love it when I saw it in theaters. But, you know, I liked it a lot more this time, but it's still kind of bad. I don't know. It's it's basically like a remake of the first one to a degree. Like, it's it brings back the jungle setting, yeah. which is fun. But there's a big twist in the movie, though. Yeah, so it's it basically the plot is, like, uh, these people wake up in free fall <laughs> to a jungle. and Which should be awesome, but the way it's, it's shot is bad. not awesome. It's real bad. Uh, Adrian Brody is kind of our leading man who's he needs all jacked up great he's great <laughs> and uh, he's the tough guy that doesn't want to be friends with anybody and uh, basically all these people land in this jungle they all seem to be either like ex-mercenaries or like military or intelligence uh, yeah or bad people. Walton like, Goggins is a straight up like rapist and murderer yeah. still in prison oranges. Yeah. Uh, and there's like yeah. there's like a guy from the Yakuza. There's a guy <laughs> from the cartel. Oh, this is racist. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> then and then the worst of them all is Topher Grace. Then, then there's just Topher as, Grace. As himself. No, I'm just Yeah, kidding. Topher <laughs> it's so fucking funny because like as they're all like they're going around the circle, like legitimately realizing like Oh, we're all oh, bad guys. every person is the worst type of person from their country. Uh, and then, like, it lands on Topher Grace, and he's like, well, I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, all right, this guy's not going to make it. Yeah. But uh, so they're wandering around the jungle, and then things get kind of crazy because there's predators there. And then they keep going, and they get to, like, a cliff, and they look out over the land, and there's, like multiple planets in the sky and they're like oh shit we're not on earth the planets are so fucking close again, to whatever planet they're on it's ag- it was insane yeah how does that gravitational the, pull work again it? with the flimsy kind of world building of the predator series where it's like okay now you're on the planet yeah well, or see, one of the planets and like i think some like the with danny glover's like obviously that felt like almost like shoehorned in just for some third act reveal but like I think it almost kind of works for Predators where it's like sometimes less is more and uh, without the big exposition dump and it's just like like the like the John Wick thing where it's like thrust you into a world mm-hmm. uh, where there's like gold coin motif and shit. But like I'm not saying Predators on John Wick level, but I, I like that when it was like the way the, the planets looked and with like really no explanation why they were on this strange planet that yeah. wasn't Earth. I mean, there's not like – it's very simple. It's just like, hey – People that are like violent are violently skilled. Yes. Are on a planet being hunted by the predators. They've been selected, they've been abducted, and they have to survive. And there's like multiple hunting seasons, and you know, uh, they find uh, a character played by 
Lawrence Fishburne, who has been on the planet for a really long time. <laughs> ten he, seasons, he says. Uh, again, ten, ten another, seasons. another big boned black dude in this and, movie that should not have survived. Uh, he is. <laughs> he uh, doesn't. Well, yeah, he's he's on a ship. He takes them in, and then immediately tries to kill all of them because he has gone crazy. Yeah, he's and, like a crazy hermit, basically. Yeah, and uh, he gives a really strange performance, and then is quickly dispatched by a predator. His death is extreme. Yeah, like yeah. a predator like lights him up with like the triple dot thing, and yeah. then they show him from behind, and, and his body is, is just lacerated. Yeah, yeah, it is blown to pieces. No. Okay, we got to give a quick shout out to one of his our our, our king, who's making a triumphant return to the small screen. Uh, Mahershala Ali is in this. Yeah, oh, yeah. A young yes. Mahershala. Mm-hmm. Watching a young Gur Goggins and a young Mahershala like fist fight as like D level characters yeah. in this movie. <laughs> They're pretty it was wasted. so weird. Trejo's in the movie. Yeah. Barely. The, the yeah. cast is crazy. Yeah. Just it's, like a lot of these. Like Adrian Brody was on like a post Oscar downswing while all these other people were on a major upswing. Well, especially Mahershala and Goggins. It's mainly. interesting that you mentioned the Trejo cameo, if you will, because yeah. Robert Rodriguez actually produced this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And he, <laughs> Pat, I mean, he's, he's in all of them. Pat right? uh, sent me a really funny text message today because he was watching all these movies and he was like, oh man, I'm starting Predators. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And then the Troublemaker Studios logo yeah. came up and he was like, oh, <laughs> maybe it's not going to be good. Well, I, I think that it does work as far as the casting goes. I think the cast is really strong in the movie. I think it's the, really when I saw it, it was the only thing that really worked to me. Yeah. I think Adrian. The cast is good. Adrian and Topher playing off each other is probably my favorite yeah, part of the movie. Uh, this movie actually has a really fun twist. Uh, Cause you're like, why? It's weird that Topher's on this planet. Like, what's his deal? And then towards the end of the movie, it turns out he's a fucking serial killer, and uh, he tries to like murder uh, the female character, and then like Adrian Brody figures it out and like stabs him and paralyzes him, and then the predators just like kill the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are multiple predators in this movie. I think we have hit the jackpot as far as the Iron Man suits and the predator uh, models <laughs> in this movie. There's like four, I think. Um, what did you think about the design of the predators in this movie? Uh, it, this is kind of where it gets complicated. Yeah, yeah, they had weird predators. Like they were like the Berserker, I believe. They had something called the Falconer. They they, Just, they were like uh, big predators and short predators. And Lawrence Fishburne says the two, like, the tall predators and the short predators are kind of in, like, a blood feud. Yeah. With that inner, inner uh, like, an interracial yeah. feud. Yeah. Like, they're kind of different races. Like, I don't... Interspecies. Interspecies. Yeah. Interracial. I mean, they could they're treated like fine. race. They're yeah. fine. I mean, they're, they're mostly threatening. And, like, I, I just got confused on, like, the different types and, like, why some look different. Is there, like, a hierarchy or something? I think so. They don't do a great job of of establishing it. it. So that's when it backfires. Like, world building is is okay when there's mystery, but not, like, character or, like, character building. I don't know. There's not... uh, There's really not a ton to say about the movie because it's, like, it's very simple, which, I mean, the series probably needed at that point. Yeah. Um, I think it is, in some ways, a return to form. But it's also lacking something. I don't uh, either like a, a strong leading man. Like I, I think Adrian Brody is a really strange choice. Yeah. I think he's fine in the role, 
But, like, it needs, like, an Arnold Schwarzenegger. It yeah. needs, like... My man was, like, fresh off, like, three Wes Anderson movies. Like, I want to yeah. get buff and, like, shoot a gun for the first time <laughs> <Yeah>. on screen. <laughs> uh, I thought I didn't think the movie was, was like... There's a there's a level of comedy in these movies, and this was super serious. This one took itself a little ser- more uh, serious. There is a scene where a Yakuza member fights a predator with a samurai sword. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, it, other than being, like... A racist just because the yakuza is fighting with a samurai sword <laughs> it is shot kind of in a cool way like there are some like shots like above them like it, it's yeah. they're trying to, it's just more racist never mind yeah. like because they're trying to make it look like an old samurai movie and in some ways it kind of does and it's cool but like it's not like i'm not an expert on samurai movies but like i would imagine it's not really done with uh tenderness or uh respect yeah, I just remember when it, I remember because it was 2010 it came out. Yeah, I, I remember like there being a, a an exciting amount of buzz. It wasn't like crazy like people were lining up to see it, but like oh this is like a grittier return to form. Um, it it didn't look like the the kitsch and camp of the other ones that came before. This one looked like uh, a ser- it wanted to be taken seriously. And I, I remember going to see it and I was like, it wasn't good or bad enough for it. Yeah. to, like, have any sort of lasting, indelible it's very impact. Middle, middle ground. Yeah, like, there's some good kills, and there's some, you know, some impressive camera work and and, and, and set pieces. And, like you said, great performances, because that cast is pretty stacked. But it, like, it is, but it's not the type of movie where you learn anybody's name. Yeah. Adrian Brody's <clears throat> name is Royce, but I only know that because <laughs> I looked it up. Uh, and, like, uh, even, like, uh, uh, Alice Braga, I think is her name, plays this, like, Israeli IDF sniper. But there's, like... The one uh, character in the movie is a woman. Uh, <laughs> That's how they all are, I think. It, yeah. But, like, I mean, this was 2010, which I guess probably they weren't doing that much better at the time. Yeah. But So it's, like, neither good or bad enough to really leave a mark. And I was like, okay, like, that was fun. I've seen worse movies. But it wasn't as bad as uh, Alien versus Predator, but I never watched it again. Yeah. I, I never had, felt the need I, to watch it I again. rewatched it last week, and it was the first time I'd seen it since the theaters, and... I couldn't remember a single scene yeah. other than the Topher turn. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. the only thing I remember from it That's the well. best part of the movie. Yeah. It is. It's I, the only, like, big character. Yeah, because you're like, oh, what? This I like the, the, when they fall from the sky. That's cool. I remember that because that was in the trailer. Because the trailer to me was really, like, the best part about it, this movie because yeah. you didn't know it was a Predator movie. Yeah, it was a great trailer. I, rem- I remember that specifically. Um, yeah, it, it had, a, like I said, it was exciting. I was like, okay, going back to, like, a hard R Ready reimagining of, or was it was it built as a reboot? I it was forget. a sequel, and sequel? I believe Rodriguez said Predators because he wanted it to be like the Predator version of Aliens. Aliens yeah, ah. I, his quote was something like he says that, and then he says, "And the people in the movie are also predators." Ooh. And then <laughs> really Alice makes his character says that in the movie, like, <laughs> turns out we're also of course predators. Robert Rodriguez. Like we're the worst type of people line. on our planet. Should've and now they're hunting us off. on theirs. Should have kept that line off. So, Wes, do you keep this movie or do you jettison it off? Uh, For all of its flaws, do you still think that you should still keep it? It's a rental, but it's you're not going to buy it. Yeah. I mean, I bought it because it's a part of this, like, set. <laughs> it's part of the Predator set. But if, if, if the Predator came down right now and said, give me one, one of my movies... Oh, you're getting Predator. Yeah. 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 You're getting the, the one that said it at all. And that's the thing. This series is like, there's only one It's a one-trick pony. Like, I mean, I, I kind of like Predator 2 for like, a bunch of like nostalgia reasons, but sure. uh, Predator's the only 
good Predator movie. Absolutely. That is strange for as much goodwill as the franchise has. It really is just because of the first one. Like, it's yeah. a cult franchise. Yeah. It's a cult franchise. I think that's one thing that, you know, kind of carries it over. is like people love the schlockiness of it and, yeah. and, and the problematicness maybe of the series itself. It's yeah. just funny. Like, I mean, Predator isn't as recognizable as like Jason or Michael or... Uh, He's uh, in Mortal Kombat. Predator is in Mortal Kombat. He belongs in Mortal. He looks like kind of Mortal Kombat. You, you know, yeah. and when when he was revealed, I was like, you know what? I don't know why we didn't get Predator earlier. Yeah, he's like, got mandibles. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> like that. Yeah, I did. Uh, but he, I mean, 88 was the first one, 87. 87. 87, 90, and then shit didn't happen until 2004, and it was <laughs> AVP. Like, yeah. the fans weren't, like, banging down the door for AVP. So yeah, I mean, it's eighty-seven. It's twenty years later, and now eight years later, we have a new Predator movie coming in just a few weeks. Uh, we'll be here to talk about it uh, as an as an addendum to our Shane Black episode on the next episode of uh, Late Fees. But yeah. uh, is there anything else you guys want to say just to kind of wrap a bow on this Predator thing? No, uh, this was uh, I learned probably the most from this one because I'm not the biggest. I'm probably the least. Uh, uh, ardent uh, horror fan out of out of the the, the four um, late fees boys, um, but no, this was this was fun, and I, I actually am excited for the full circle moment with Shane Black, who is directing the new Predator that comes out this year, as he was in the original, and yeah, he's bringing it back to uh, yeah. I'm hearing I'm hearing really fucking good things, and uh, even if the marketing campaign is delivering underwhelming. Um, uh, amount of buzz. It's weird. It's the weird. Yeah, they're fumbling weird. it up, and they always do this to my boy Shane. It's pissing me off. Go, go last, see the nice guys. The last trailer was the, probably the best one. Yeah. The, yeah. the first trailer was really strange. Strange, right? And like, but just keep in mind, it's a Shane Black movie. It's gonna be fucking yeah. interesting, and, and it's gonna feel fresh at least. And he uh, co-wrote the film with Fred Decker, who uh, directed the Monster Squad, which Shane also co-wrote with yep. them. And uh, hit, hit, hit. Uh, it's cool. It's cool to see Fred kind of making a comeback and uh i hope the movie's great i hope it does well yeah so we'll be back here on late fees same time same place same channel to talk about shane black in two weeks uh so until then check us out on rnc radio live at soundcloud itunes spotify now we're all up there uh google play and stitcher and also check out the the instagram at late fees a podcast on instagram uh any last words from you guys oh uh wrapped up I am talking about uh, the Boo Saga. Uh, oh, soon. on the lookout! Yeah, I'm gonna be All on right. the lookout. And uh, shout out to Meals and Jeff from the yeah. lookout. I am extremely excited about this. What's the Boo what? Saga? Dragon Ball Z. It's the Dragon Ball okay, Dragon Ball Z podcast. Okay, I'm going home. I I, I I joyously told my mom the other day. I was like, <laughs> I, what are you doing today? And I was like, oh, I'm gonna catch up on uh, some Dragon Ball Z. Is, She's like, why? I was like, I'm calling some strangers on the internet to talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> she probably loved She's, the sound of that. I was like, you think that in fifth grade you would have liked that? But because that was when no, I started watching. I mean, that was when I started watching Dragon Ball Z. But you would but. never know, like, just even with this podcast, you never know, like, the type of things that you are that you love and and culturally that you've been a part of for so long that you get to talk about. And I'm glad that we're able to kind of talk about. Yeah, that yeah it's it's too. awesome. So look out for me on the lookout. Nerd, nerd, nerd. Wow. <laughs> God, I, I hate you. I, I hope that comes so up. Late. Eric, Eric has existed without passion for his entire life. <laughs> and, and with that, that has been another episode of Lay Fees. Check out Predator 1 if you can. Uh, until next time, 
the video store is closed. Peace.